So, just how busy are you right now? Is your door swinging open and closed like your showroom is a Wild West saloon? Perhaps it is still firmly locked as you work your way through the long list of appointments like an interior designing dentist. It's safe to say that 2020 has been very, well, weird. No one has ever seen anything like this before, no matter how long you've been in the industry, unless your business started in the 1600s. And all the experience in the world has not made predicting what happens next any easier. We've gone from total lockdown and despair. What's the last 10 years been for? It's all going to be taken away from me by some disease and decisions made by politicians and scientists. This is probably the first time, certainly in 13 years that I've been running the business, that I've just been completely unsure about where things are going to go. To euphoric and unprecedented levels of business. We haven't seen demand like this ever in, in my, my lifetime. It is colossal at the moment. In our nine years of trading, have never been as busy as we currently are. It was almost like the sun was coming out on people looking at bathrooms. And that incredible swing has all happened in a matter of weeks. That's great news, of course, but the question now is a very simple one. How long will it last? I'm Andy Davis, the Managing Editor of Taylorist Media, and in this special episode to kick off Season 2 of the KBB Review podcast, I'll be looking into the highs and lows of the lockdown period for the independent kitchen and bathroom retail market by catching up with some of our previous guests. Is this all pent-up demand that will inevitably wear off? Or is this the new normal that we've heard so much speculation about as we all sat at home with our heads under the duvet, hoping it was all a dream? As difficult as it's been, has the KBB industry got off pretty lightly compared to many other sectors, And are we truly the benefactors of the lockdown paradox? Forcing people to stay at home has actually made them want to improve their home. We have been very lucky in the bathroom kitchen industry because of the focus that everybody has had on their homes. We are spending so much time at home and we are seeing all the issues that we want to address with our home. And also we're having to use our homes differently. We've tried to purchase the crystal ball and we can't find it. The true tipping point was literally as soon as lockdown was over and we were back in work, it was incredible how fast we were running at 100% capacity. The phones never stopped for weeks and weeks. It was literally overnight and it's still happening now. That was Mark Butler from Butler Interiors. He's got two showrooms, one in North Yorkshire and one in Cumbria. And for him, the bounce back was almost as instantaneous as it was unexpected. We are at the point now where... We've never needed to do so before, but when people are ringing up with a telephone inquiry and we are booking appointments to get them in the showroom, we are telling them at this stage that we can't measure for two or three weeks and then it will take us another two or three weeks before we can get first drafts back to them. And that is quite simply down to workload. But let's take a step back to when the lockdown and the uncertainty of the effect it would have was at its peak. Successful KBB retail businesses were told to simply close their doors, send the staff home and hope for the best. And for an industry made up of small owner-operator enterprises, hope was pretty much the only thing left to cling on to. My name's Luke Wedgbury. I am the Managing Director, along with my wife, of Colville Kitchens, based in Leicestershire in the Midlands. I was upbeat and I was positive, as I always try to be. But deep down, I was, I was petrified. As a business owner, we are kind of control freaks. And we look at the industry and we, we look at our sector. And, and if we can't control these things, things out of our control, it worries us. And we can't see an end to it. And so deep down, I was working it. We were just completely in the dark as to what was going to happen. Sam Colwell, owner of Bathrooms by Design, with showrooms in Brentford, Richmond and Fulham. The real challenge for us was trying to juggle the needs of existing customers with employees that understandably were really stressed out about the whole situation and 
watching the news and being obsessed almost with COVID numbers, it's quite difficult to juggle that whilst trying to remain positive and, and planning for the future. Very difficult to plan for the future when you've absolutely no idea what that's going to look like. And, of course, the release that followed as inquiries and work started to pick up again was all the more palpable for the same reasons. At that moment, the tipping point, when it became clear that demand was starting to not just materialise, but actually look like it might reach normal levels, the collective sigh of relief could be heard across the industry. We are Ripples. We are a franchise showroom. I'm based in Bath. My name is Paul Crow. Well, it's huge because our entire household income, myself and Nicola run the business now, and we're both dependent on the same organisation. So um, there's no shame in saying that we went back to looking at where our own money was going, what direct debits that we can cancel, what we were eating for our dinner and all of those sorts of things. None of that was a problem to us. We've had some great years, but it was still alarming in that sense. So seeing those figures coming through was a huge relief because you could actually start planning again and start thinking about, as you do in these situations, well, how do I make sure that we're never in a situation like this again? And how do we strengthen the business to have more control over it? Learning from the experience of lockdown has been vital for many retailers in this way, not only with the experience of changing and adjusting the business to roll with financial punches you never saw coming, but also how it affects your own perspective on why you're doing it all in the first place. Here's Tony Robson, owner with wife Hayley of Daytrue in London. They have showrooms in Maidervale, Chelsea and Wimbledon. So it sort of went up and down from, oh God, the world's going to end, to actually I think this is going to be okay Personally, it, it made me evaluate my life and, and the business and what myself and Haley want out of the business. We've decided to take more out of it and enjoy it, things more because what's the point of having a business if you can't benefit from it? We've got a, a very good plan and the plan has remained the same, albeit it's become a five and a half year plan rather than a five year plan. And it is to grow. And, and I suppose I've gone for a, you know, a bit of a shit or bust attitude where to be able to grow, I've got to put the right infrastructure in place. So I think what is very positive for the business is that we're, we're actively recruiting at the moment. It's been very hard to really evaluate what normality is over the past seven months or so, but there were many words and phrases that took hold in our everyday conversations that were never really there before. Zoom, for example, or furlough. I, for one, can't ever remember using the word sanitizer in a sentence before. And the use of the word unprecedented was completely... Well, you get the idea. One phrase that everyone used when looking at a time when all this might be over was the new normal. We all have to get used to it whenever it arrived and whatever it might look like. But as far as consumer demand in the KBB retail market is concerned, has it already arrived? Is this the new normal? Here's Luke Wedgbury of Colville Kitchens. Do I think this is the new normal? I'll put my neck on the line here and say, yes, I do think it's the new normal. I think it's the, the state of play within the economy of where we're sitting currently. Lots of people are focusing on home improvements. The housing market is absolutely flying. Yeah, I do think it's the new normal. And I can see it projecting into early 2021. I mean, we're taking bookings for the summer because people are having, obviously, home extensions. So they're booking builders in for early next year, knowing that the kitchen or bathroom or bathroom is going to be ready for the summer. So we're already having those conversations with people. So I'm confident that this level of interest is going to continue well into 2021. And uh, and we're making provisions for it as well. We're that confident we are you know, happy to, to employ staff on that basis. While positivity is in abundance, which is great for the overall confidence of the market, there's no question that most retailers can probably be filed 
under cautiously optimistic. Jim Geddes, Kitchens for Jais Geddes in Kilmarnock in Scotland. I think we'll get back to where we were as an even keel. As regards to the normal for what we're living in just now, no, it's not the normal, but there's a lot of things that we've maybe learned out of it and think, well, you know, what we can work this differently now. I think the, the making appointments to come in the showroom is, is great. You know, that, that's been a, a huge benefit to all this because people are no longer just walking in off the street and wanting to spend an hour with a member of our team, whereas we can plan that hour now and we have somebody ready to, to talk to them when they walk through the door. So that, that's positive. It makes us more organised, I think, and it makes our, our designers and the sales side, it lets them organise their own work better. Where we are just now, we're happy with where we are sales-wise, and from the installation side, we're happy with it. But I don't think it's going to be the normal. I think we will get back to some sort of situation where it, where it was before. So the vast majority of retailers are feeling optimistic following a very scary period of high uncertainty. But they can only ever gauge consumer demand based on their own relatively insular and local view. Suppliers, on the other hand, must take a national perspective, even if it sometimes puts them at odds with that local demand. Neil Clark is the Managing Director of Franca in the UK. I think right here and now, I think we're all a little surprised, a little shell-shocked at how strong demand is from the market. I think that through the second quarter, it was extremely difficult for everybody. Demand literally fell off a cliff, but it started to come back. We saw a little bit in June. July was pretty good. August was very strong. And September is un- unprecedented, to be honest. I think we've gone from a, a situation where we were all concerned about where things were going to a situation where we're now we've got other challenges. And they're, they're good challenges to have in terms of getting hold of supply and being able to support our customers. This unprecedented demand is great to hear, of course, and it follows that the same question applies. Is this the new normal? I think that instability is the new normal. I think the only thing that's certain is that everything is going to be uncertain for a while, if not for the next number of years. Um, And we've just got to deal with that as a business. We've just got to keep things as flexible as we can. And I guess just continue to focus on the parts of the business that are really, really important to us and invest in the right areas. If the only certainty is uncertainty, any solid information we can use to help guide us through the mire is very welcome. And, of course, there is plenty of that available when it comes to retail and other factors that influence this market the most. If only there was some kind of professional researcher to help us. Jane Blakeborough, I am the Research Director at Trend Monitor. The level of demand has generally, within retail, been increasing. Within the kitchen bathroom industry, we have seen an extra boost. And this has tracked up to August from what we can see. However, what we're seeing now is a load of warnings from various trackers saying September is going to be a really tricky month. So whilst we took a massive nosedive, as we all saw in in March, we have increased steadily up to August, but it is expected to, as they call it, stutter during September and we haven't actually seen any definite figures but with the announcement by the government about the extra lockdown then this is is not surprising at all. We have been very lucky in the bathroom and kitchen industry because of the focus that everybody has had on their homes and that has driven the sales of a lot of home improvement products whether it's DIY products or whether it's um, getting someone in to do the work. So some of the trends that we've been tracking before about multi-purpose homes and healthy homes have really taken off. If you look at where companies like Zoopla, who have put out the 
house sales index. Now they're saying that you know the number of sales that went through in August is 76% higher than their five-year average. So we do know that a house move is one of the major triggers for home improvement. And so I think there is going to be a stutter. And there's obviously, we've, we know that the furlough scheme is ending, even though we've had the announce, the Chancellor's announcement. It's all to do with consumer confidence. And as we can see, we took an absolute nosedive in March, along with sales and retail sales and everything. And it's gradually been coming up. But we're still not very confident about the future. So it won't take much for us to pull it all back in and go, right, I'm not going to do any spending anymore. I've, I've not had a summer holiday. I've not been going out. So I have got a little bit of extra money. I'm going to spend it on my home because my home is so important to me. But I might, I still need to have a little buffer because I don't know what's going on. So this stutter is going to affect the pent-up demand but we have got some good indications that as an industry we won't possibly stutter as much as others. A high level of consumer demand whether it stutters or not is so far away from expectations back in April that retailers naturally want to grab every possible opportunity to make up for lost time. Unfortunately the surge in demand has been so comparatively sudden that it has caught many suppliers out and it's seen them scrambling to restart their manufacturing and logistics networks. And by far the biggest issues have been with certain categories of kitchen appliances for some of the biggest brands, and this has led to many retailers unable to complete projects until products are available. Most are actually sympathetic to the dilemmas faced by every company in coping with the situation, so the principal complaint is not necessarily lack of stock, but rather lack of communication about the lack of stock. Here's Luke Wedgbury again. I think communication is key and from from our perspective we're quite lucky we've got some really good area sales managers who do keep us in the loop and who are telling us what's available and what's not available and what lead times are but I completely understand people's frustrations around the lead times when they don't get communicated properly. If you have a system in place where you say okay I've got a five week lead time once I send that email off, I know it's going to arrive within a five-week period. You can work with that. It's fine. Even that gets, even if that gets extended to 10 or 12 weeks, you can work with it as long as you know. And I think the only, the only thing that's let them down is the communication. And I'm hearing that a lot throughout the industry. People feel a little bit left in the dark on when these goods are going to arrive and to what they can and can't order. And communication is key here. I mean, there's a big sign in my office that says information plus communication equals happy customers. And I think that's all we needed. A bit of information, a bit of communication, it would have been fine. Wedgbury, however, is quick to see the difficult position suppliers are in. They were in a tight spot, a real tight spot. I mean, you, you, you've asked me how I was worried about my business being a, you know, we're, we're an SME, we're a small to medium enterprise. Can you imagine being the CEO of some of these companies, these huge multi-million pound companies? They must have been just as worried as we are, if not more worried. I do sympathise with them, to be honest. They had their backs against the wall as well. And bringing a workforce back of that size, no easy feat. That's not an easy thing to do. It's not a case of, right, just clock in and off we go again. There's a lot of logistics that go into that. I'm not pointing the finger and blaming people out. I sympathise with, uh, with the issues they came across and I just think, yeah, communication would have been a little bit nicer. But other retailers are, perhaps understandably, more angry that their own recovery is being hampered by, as they see it, the very brands that they give loyalty and showroom space to. Tony Robson of Day True. So COVID is a worldwide issue. I get that. 
And it's not so much the fact that people are running out of product that is bothering me. It's the communication. It's the lack of communication. It's the fact that some of these top, you know, appliance manufacturers still have people on furlough. When the industry is saying that it's, you know, it's the busiest it's been for a very long time, the business is saying that we can't get products and we can't get answers. Some of these greedy billion pound appliance manufacturers still have staff on furlough, not knowing when they're going to be coming back, if they're going to be coming back. And when it all becomes about money and when it all becomes about numbers and everything else, you wonder whether that's the sort of company that you want to be working with in the future. The retailers aren't the only ones frustrated with the shortage of products. The distributors are the traditional middlemen. Their entire function is to take delivery of a truck full of boxes from manufacturers and then deliver them one by one to retailers. So no deliveries at one end can be major issues at the other. I'm Chris Honer. I'm the Managing Director of Swift Electrical, a kitchen appliance sinks and tap distributor based in Stoke that deliver nationally into the independent sector. We've gone from the darkest days of lockdown being trading at 18% of previous year now to trading at 100% of previous year. So we're back to normal levels, but we could be 130%. And uh, that is a frustration. But having said that, We know that it's not a Swift Electrical or a supplier A problem. It's an industry problem. So wherever possible, because of our conditioning of our stock, we know that if our core product is out of stock, then it probably would be a core product of one of our competitors. So if we haven't got it, we're working on the basis that our competitor wouldn't have it either. So that is a continuous and constant dilemma for us. But we only have branded products. We're a proprietary branded distributor. I don't do any OEM products at all. I don't have any own brands. I don't go around Europe with a shopping basket. So I'm incredibly loyal to our branded suppliers. And again, it's down to our relationships. So wherever possible, we're in day-to-day contact with them. And we are in constant contact with our customer base. So what's going on? Why is there such an issue with appliances in particular, and is there an end in sight to the problems retailers are seeing? Paul Hyde is the CEO of Amdia, the Association of Manufacturers of Domestic Appliances. Back in April, we were looking at very challenging times. Retail stores were shut and business was significantly down, you know, anything from 20% to 80%. I think since July and the reopening of retail, some return to a, a form of normality It's been very, very positive. And we also look at weekly tracking. And I think uh, appliances, both large and small, have been performing very well, in fact, above last year for most weeks since July, really. So overall, demand is very good. I wouldn't say it's caught manufacturers out, because I think what you've got to remember is that globally, production shut down for eight to 10 weeks. Factories were shut by governments operating in the countries where they were based, whether that was the Far East or Europe. So it it wasn't a question of manufacturers cutting orders. Production stopped, not so easy to recover nearly three months of lost production. And of course, what we've seen is, you know, the strong recovery that we're experiencing in the UK. We're not the only market. We are are performing well, but you can see many other markets across Europe and, and globally that have also seen a recovery. So we've gone from a you know, a market that was originally forecast in the UK to be pretty flat to, to one that's growing in a lot of sectors and a shortage in production due to enforced closure and the global demand. But inevitably, there's going to be a finite supply. And I think that will not be entirely 
solved this calendar year. It takes time for production to recover many lost weeks of activity. A stock level problem caused by a break in production isn't the only issue facing the supply chain. It's just the most immediate one. Bubbling along in the background is the B word. Can anyone guess what it is? It was very big way back in 2019. I'm more worried about Brexit than I am about COVID at the minute when it comes to the business. I'm worried about COVID when it comes to people's lives and livelihoods and mental health and all that sort of thing. But I think Brexit is a bigger issue still to our industry. And it certainly hit us harder last year than what COVID hit us this year. Well done if you got that right. Yes, Brexit is seemingly no closer to resolution than it was when lockdown began. In fact, the only thing that's closer is the deadline. The transition period ends on December the 31st. So how big a problem is it still in comparison? Here's Neil Clark of Franca and then Paul Heider Amdir. The whole Brexit situation, we're not talking about it a lot at the moment, but before not too long, that is going to become the, the main news story again. I think if we do leave the EU without some sort of trade agreement or settlement, clearly that's going to cause disruption. And we're going to know that by the end of the year. We're probably going to know that by November time. We'll see behaviours in the market changing as a result of that, I'm sure. I don't know if it'll affect consumer demand because I think the, the nuances and detail of the undoubted immense amount of, of work and preparation required for Brexit, which still outstanding, is there. But I think, you know, us as consumers, if we're not dealing with this day to day, a little bit detached from that. So I, I think the bigger risk to consumer confidence is whether unemployment levels outside the obvious sectors, which we know are being hit and still being restricted by government, you know, whether whether employment goes up in those areas or affects consumer confidence. The challenge for business relating to Brexit is all the unknowns at the moment. And, and will that affect the smooth flow of goods in and out of the UK? Now, clearly, no one in government is going to say our intention is to disrupt the flow of goods. However, with many things still unanswered, that risk remains, you know, from the obvious, like queues of thousands of lorries at at ports and also if there is no deal is that going to impact on on any tariffs or any other barriers let's be honest we all kind of wish 2020 would just hurry up and end high demand or not and so trying to predict what 2021 might bring is likely to become a bit of a national pastime Trying to understand and sensibly speculate about what might come next is so important in planning budgets, staffing, targets and, yes, stock levels. So what is going to happen in 2021? Let's start with Jim Geddes. Maybe I'm, I'm being optimistic, but I, I think when, once we enter a new year, I think probably by the middle of the year we will be back to a more normal situation. Hopefully vaccines will be found. But if not, then we're going to have to learn to live with what we've got and learn to live with the, the covid we can all adapt. We can all do what we have to do. So I'm positive next year, yeah. I'm positive that business will continue. I've not got doubts in that side of it. We're making plans for next year. We're making plans for installations in January, February at the moment. So we're just rolling on. Here's Mark Butler from Butler Interiors. Where will we be? It is a difficult question, is that? Um, I think from a business point of view, starting 2021, I think we'll be in a very good place. As we often know in our industry, January, February can be a bit of a, a testing time. And we're certainly going to be in January next year. I've worked on the book, so that's nice. That's the relief. We will have money in the bank, or should I say we will financially better place than we would normally be, which I think is down to the amount of work we've been doing. Turnover would, will be down. We're about 35% down on where we were this time last year. We will reduce that gap a little bit with the work we'll do over the next three months, but I think our turnover will be down. 
But I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be in a good place. And for Sam Colwell at Bathrooms by Design, 2021 may bring new opportunities as the customer brings their lockdown experience into their bathroom wish list. Signs are really positive for 2021. As we've seen since the end of lockdown, there will be pent-up demand of sorts. People that just want to improve their homes, they, they may even be fearful that this kind of thing may happen again. They may want to be in a much better position the next time it happens to have a really happy, healthy home with all the things that they want in it. And a bathroom's a firm part of that. We're talking to a lot more people about the wellness side of, of bathrooms. We're selling more theme generators. We're selling more things that provide health benefits. Our designers are talking about chromotherapy and all all manner of things that have scientific facts to to back up it being a a good thing for for people's health and well-being. So we definitely want to push more of that. We, We remain optimistic. It certainly seems to be true that the recovery of the independent kitchen and bathroom retail market has, paradoxically, been thanks to the lockdown, not despite it. And anyone whose livelihoods are dependent on this sector should probably be very thankful that not enough stock to meet the high demand is the biggest challenge we face. However, it can't be denied that the sudden bounce back may well have saved many retailers from closing their doors for good before even reaching Christmas. Around this time last year, as many journalists do, I started rounding up people's predictions for what 2020 might bring – They seem almost quaint now. Not one person picked planet lockdown and crippling pandemic. There is a famous anonymous quote about prediction that goes, A good forecaster is not smarter than everyone else. He merely has his ignorance better organised. So, for what it's worth, here's my predictions for 2021. A sharp drop down to more normal levels of business post-Christmas. A broader consumer awareness and interest in products and designs that facilitate a day-to-day sustainable lifestyle and killer robot assassins from the future travelling back in time to prevent the birth of the leaders of humanity's resistance against the inevitable rise of the machines. Yeah, alright, fair enough. Perhaps demand might last longer into the first quarter. This has been a special episode of the KBB Review podcast to mark the start of Season 2. I'll be back next week when normal service will be resumed. Don't forget to subscribe via your podcast app of choice to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Simply search KBB Review, all one word. You can also find all the episodes in Season 1 there and leave us a very nice review. I'll see you next time.